Welcome to the Annie Jennings Poker Podcast Series. We are broadcasting today live from the Borgata Casino in Atlantic City. They are host to the World Poker Tour Borgata Winter Open. Again, this is Annie Jennings. I have a wonderful guest today. We are going to speak with Joey the Black Cat Lopes. Welcome, Joey. How you doing? Pleasure to be here. Pleasure to have you here, too. Now, Joey is the owner of a screen printing embroidery company called Dot Graphics. That's D-O-T, Graphics. All right, everyone. So he is the owner of that company called Dot Graphics. And importantly, Joey the Black Cat Lopes is a winner of the USPC Championship at the Taj Mahal. That's the United States Poker Championship. He's a winner in 2006, came in first place. Congratulations, Joey. That's an incredible showing, a wonderful win for you. Thank you. That was the $1,000 event. It wasn't the main event, but... Maybe next year I'll get that one. Hey, absolutely. And uh, one thing we all, we like to know is when you sit down to a championship or when you sit down to play in one of these events, what are some of your, the strategies that you like to start with? Well, I l- kind of look over my table and uh, I kind of watch how they play and, and, and if they're a tight player. I try and put labels on players. And the first hour I try not even to get involved in any hand unless I pick up aces or kings. Uh, you know, our big hand. Um, but sure. even if I do pick a big hand, I try to keep it real small pots. I'll lead out with maybe two and a half times the big blind raise or sometimes, you know, and, and, and I'll just keep the pots small. When I make a continuation bet, just keep it small. I don't want to lose my chips to somebody in the first level. What I really mm-hmm. want to do the first level is just put labels on people, how they play, who I want to play against. You know, that, exactly. And I'm really glad you mentioned that. Who you want to play against. That is very consistent with some, what some of the top pros in the country, such as yourself, have been sharing with us in our poker podcast mm-hmm. series. That they really want to decide who they want to play against and who they want to avoid initially. Exactly. Well, that determines the range of hands that I play. My range of hands will be wider when I play against somebody who's a very loose player my range of hands with somebody who I feel is a good opponent and very good and tricky player. Uh, you know, I'll fold big hands in, in spots to them where I just don't even want to get involved with them. Joey, you're giving us some really great stuff because one of the things, and we have tens of thousands of listeners and we get lots of emails, one of the most difficult things for people, for poker players to learn is really how to read other players. How did you ever how did you become so good at reading other players? Well, I particularly read them by their betting patterns. And sometimes um, I do things to induce a bluff by them. You know, it basically goes back to how the label you put on that player. If you put on a player as a, you know, as a loose player, um, you know, I'll do certain things to, to make him call to chase a flush draw, to, to chase a straight draw. Uh, I bet certain, like I'll I'll bet a smaller amount into the pot because I feel he's on the flush draw, and I want him to chase it because I might really have him hammered, or I might have the bigger flush draw, uh, and I'm still on the draw. I might have top hair with a bigger flush draw or something like that. So um, you, you know, I just try and mix it up. But basically, the whole strategy to a tournament is to accumulate chips, and you know, there's a big misconception. Uh, 
in tournament play. A lot of people think they have to sit there and play tight and tight and tight and tight. But that usually takes you so far into the tournament, and then after that the blinds get higher and higher, and then you're faced with shoving with inferior cards. And tight only works for so long. Right. Tight only works for so long. So the main the main things when I use a strategy is I, 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 the first hour I evaluate my players, I label them, I find out who I want to play against, and once I determine that, the second, third, and fourth hour I start gambling. And once I get like um, a pot where I feel I have a positive EV value, I get my chips in the center, and 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 you know, in, in some cases I might be a little behind, but the positive EV is worth me getting in a little behind because I have to gamble to get to double through to get chips because once I get chips now I have a really big advantage over inferior players who I'm going to play against at the table. Sounds like you have a tried and true strategy in place that you found has worked for you over time. It, it has but sometimes whatever you do things just happen. The ace comes on the river. Yeah. <laughs> right we've all heard that before. Question I know you're, you're talking about your ability to read players. That's, that seems to be key in just about everyone we do interview on this poker podcast. I know you rely on tells a lot. What are some tells, some typical tells that you feel seem to be very common among players? The, well, the main tell is the betting patterns. Um, physical stuff, you know, it's really hard to get physical. I find it's really hard to get physical stuff. You know, a lot of times when people say, you know, person splashes in their, their hand, you know, that that means they have a big hand. Or if somebody's shaking while he's putting his chips in, that means he's nervous and he has a monster. But sometimes people use those things as false tells. As false tells, exactly. So, you know, I really can't go by that. Um, They're getting smarter. Reverse, yeah, reverse, they, reverse yeah, it's psychology. Reverse psychology. <laughs> So I, I try, I don't want to get fooled by that. So right, I don't go much by physical tells unless it's very, very obvious. It's really betting patterns it's, that it's, you feel me, have the most patterns, totally. power for 100%. you. Do you feel that there are certain common mistakes that players make, especially players, intermediate, let's say beginners and intermediate players, common mistakes that you feel they should really be working on? The biggest common, the biggest, the biggest mistake that amateur players is the range of hands that they play. They they just have a wide range of hands when they call raises or they enter a pot. That's 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 and 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 they play weak hands out of position. That's right. That that's the biggest you know. Weak, weak hands out of position. That's a very important concept that you've right. just mentioned. The power of position play. It's, it's unbelievable. Power of uh, position is all. I think position is so much because even if you miss, like say, you know, people only hit the flop 35% of the time. So even if someone raises and, and you have position on a button and you call with an inferior hand because the player is a weak player, I want to play against them. I feel that um, that I can outplay him after the flop. So if, a, if, if three people fold and he's middle position, he comes in for a raise and I'm on the button and no one called after him and it's just me and him and I feel I can isolate him, um, I can either come over the top with him and try and outplay him pre-flop or I can just smooth call him. The flop comes down. If, if, if he bets, I can raise. If he checks, I can bet. 
or I can smooth call him and then he gets really worried. And then if he checks on the turn, I make a bet and he usually folds. Right. You know, by the turn, you should know where you're at in the hand. It's real important to know where you're at in the hand. But you can pick up so much pots by playing against a weak player. I, I, I couldn't do that to a strong player. Right. You know, a strong, a strong player will play back at me. Mm-hmm. He'll know what I'm doing and then play back at me. So if he checks and I bet, he'll re-raise. Let me ask you a question. What are the signs of a weak player? Watching them. Well, you, you can kind of tell, but just watching them that first hour and seeing how many hands they're playing, how many, and what kind of hands they're showing down and where they were in position. If a guy shows, you know, like eight, seven of hearts and he called a raise with no one in the pot but the razor, I, he's a bad player because he's calling off his chips. He's trying to hit a straight draw, flush draw, and he doesn't even have the pot odds to do it. You're giving us some really great stuff because a lot of our listeners want to learn how to go from good to great players. And I want to thank Joey. He's been giving us some really good insight into how to go from being a good player to a great player. But there's other. Well, there's one point I want to tell you. We never stop learning. Right. I, I don't consider myself a great player. I consider myself a learning player. Um, I learn every single time I play this game. I take something away from it. That's why we love it, though. Yeah, it's great. You know, I have a question for you, and I know we have to wrap soon, but I want to ask about your favorite hand and, of course, how to play the dreaded jacks. Huh. <laughs> Everyone I, laughs when I say the dreaded jacks because we've all been there. Well, I play them two different ways. If it's an early position raiser, I play them, uh, you know, I'll just smooth call them. So I'll play them more passive. If it's a late position raiser, I play more aggressive because I'm giving the late position raiser, especially when no one entered the pot, a weaker hand, that he, mm-hmm. uh, like a wider range of hands that he can play. So right. I'll play him more stronger. All right, that's good advice because that's one of those hands that really, it, it generally can bust out a player. Right. They, oh, right. they have a tendency to overvalue the right. jacks. They just look so good. Yes. <laughs> well, and, and my favorite hand, getting back to that, yeah. is uh, king jack suited. Really? You love the king jack suited? I'm going to have to play it next time on your behalf. Well, I'm going to tell you why. (laughs) Tell us. Ace, queen, okay? Mm -hmm. Anything that contains aces or queens, if I need them to win for me, it never comes out. If they're against me, they always beat me. King jack, if I play king jack and I need a king or a jack, it comes king, king, jack, or, you know, jack, jack, king, or king, jack, something. I always, I just always, I always win with that hand. Well, that's terrific. Uh, does intuition play a role in your game? Yes. Oh, gut absolutely. feeling. Gut Let me feeling. Tell you something. Really. Um, the biggest thing is, it, it's funny when you get a gut feeling. Well, a gut feeling is really your past experiences. Like I've been here, I've been in this, you know, this place. I've been in this exact situation mm-hmm. one time before. I should fold here. It, it, it's. So when, like a lot of people think it's a little guy inside you talking to you, that's really past experiences, and that's like a that's gut right. feeling. I feel, I, I think I should fold here. It's because you were in that same situation at one time before, and the correct play was to fold. That's absolutely very, very so you true. always listen to your gut. That's mm-hmm. the point I'm trying to get. Always listen to your gut. Always. Well, that's wonderful advice. And this game is, is a big portion of luck. Absolutely. There's always that ace on the river. <laughs> and it's a big, and that's why they call me the black cat. I don't have the best of luck. Which I wanted to ask you about that. Tell I don't us. Know. I walk around with cat. a cloud over my head. Oh, that's so not true. You're I, winning I have no, I, I, I have no idea, but I, I feel my play is good enough 
that I should have won more than I did. But I, I, I'm just so unlucky. Well, the future's always so ahead. You never change. know what tomorrow's going to bring. 2008. Absolutely. I agree with you. I think we're going to be seeing I, a lot of great a good things. Start. I placed 12th in the first event when they had 1,650 people. Wow. So I'm off to a good start. I have uh, two final tables and two other caches so far in 2008. Well, that's terrific. Okay. Yes, thank you very much. I want to thank Joey the Black Cat Lopes for being part of our poker podcast. I want to remind everyone he's the owner of a screen printing embroidery company called dot.graphics. So please google dot.graphics and of course of course google Joey the Black Cat Lopes to get in touch with Joey. And just a reminder, he he finished first in the USPC Championship at the Taj Mahal, $1,000 buy-in. I want to thank everyone today for listening. We are broadcasting live from the Borgata Casino in Atlantic City. They are hosting the World Poker Tour. My name is Annie Jennings, and for more information on tournament schedules, upcoming events, please visit www.theborgata.com. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you again next time. Bye-bye.